Go Law Enforcement. Go Law Enforcement. Go Law Enforcement. Go Law Enforcement. The podcast that makes your law enforcement dreams happen. Welcome to the Go Law Enforcement podcast, brought to you by GoLawEnforcement.com. I'm your host, Joe Lebowski. Passing the police exam is a vital step towards becoming a law enforcement officer. GoLawEnforcement.com can help you pass the police exam and get a score that will get you hired. Check out GoLawEnforcement.com. Dan Flippo is a deputy chief of police in Santa Cruz, California, a community about 75 miles south of San Francisco that is known for its beaches and surfing. In this episode of the Go Law Enforcement podcast, Deputy Chief Flippo talks about working his way up from patrol, the duties of a deputy chief of police, and he still remembers, after 29 years, his answer to an oral board interview question that did not get him hired. My name is Dan Flippo. I'm currently deputy chief of police for the city of Santa Cruz uh, in California, and I've been working uh, for the city of Santa Cruz for about 29 years. So I got interested in law enforcement because I think mostly my parents and my upbringing, you know, I was taught very early on that uh, your life should serve a purpose that's greater than yourself and that uh, you should strive to do something that's a little bit bigger than yourself. So I honestly thought I was going to be a school teacher. I thought I was going in that direction. And then my older brother got into law enforcement. Nobody from my family was previously in law enforcement. He got into law enforcement, and as I saw him go into his career, I said, well, that looks like an interesting career as well, and seems like it's uh, got a pretty good purpose, and uh, there's something that you can do to really serve, and so that's why I got into the job. So the hiring process for me was, um, you know, this is all in like 1990, so it was fairly lengthy. I remember when I first showed up to take the written test, there were about 300 applicants for two positions. And I was a young 20-year-old young guy and was looking at that crowd thinking there's no way they're going to pick me. But as I went through the process, it was a challenge. Uh, It's probably the most, at the time, the most intensive job, obviously, I'd applied for. Um, And uh, and there were a lot of steps, and it did. It took um, about six to eight months, and there was very little communication from the department at that time uh, as I was going through the process. So it was a challenge, but eventually I made it all the way through the process, but due to my age, they were a little bit concerned about my life experience, and so I had already had some reserve police officer training. They hired me as a reserve. I served as a reserve for about six months, and then an academy was coming up, and they hired me, and and I went off to the academy. I think the most challenging part part of the process, ironically, I'll say, is was I think the interviews, uh, just because again, I had I had been working since I was about fifteen and had worked several jobs, and had done job interviews, but I'd never sat across a uh, formal interview panel and the questions were challenging and I was, didn't always know if I was answering the right way. I just, I'm sure like any other person in an interview, but I remember I actually interviewed for two agencies and one agency, um, I did fail the oral interview. 
the question I know I did not do well on was, it was for another city, a very small, tight-knit community, and it was a question about being on patrol and coming across the mayor's son who was drinking alcohol uh, out in public, which at the time was illegal. Um, and at first, you know, I stuck to my guns saying that I would issue him a citation, and then they really pressed me as far as, you know, the political out falling and at that time. And, and so I wavered on my answer and I said, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'd work something else out or something. And, and that was a mistake because they were looking for, uh, you know, holding uh, to integrity and holding that standard. And I, and I, that was who I was. I just, once they started kind of digging deeper into my uh, answer, I, I didn't stick to my guns and that was a mistake. So some of the assignments I've had um, working through the ranks up to deputy chief, obviously as a patrol officer, I was a patrol officer for and a detective for almost 10 years, right? Just shy of 10 years, you know, and I rode a motorcycle. I did FTO, our field training officer, uh, and then eventually became a detective. And each one of those processes also had an interview process. And so um, I actually tested for sergeant. Again, I was about 10 years on. I actually tested just because I just wanted the experience. And we had a whole lot of movement within our agency at that time. And as the list was getting, <laughs> I guess they picked from the bottom, no, but as the list was, uh, they, they promoted a few people ahead of me and then they got to me and, and they promoted me to sergeant. Uh, from obviously from sergeant, I was a sergeant for about 13 years, uh, really enjoyed that job. But then as I started getting older, um, just like a lot of people in this job, it's a wonderful job, but you can risk injuries. And I started having some back issues. And uh, really, that was kind of the impetus. That sounds horrible, but kind of what started motivating me of looking at, hey, maybe I need to take more uh, the next step to lieutenant where I can still be useful, but it may not be as hard. You know, it's not the same as being out in the street as much. Uh, and so that may not sound like a good uh, motivator, but really that, that was kind of, cause I really enjoyed being a sergeant being out in the field, but I was afraid that I wasn't going to make it the rest of my career. And so I made that step, um, was a Lieutenant for about five years. And then really, uh, uh the, I saw that the deputy chief position was coming in. Once you're kind of in administration, I, I am very humbled to say that a lot of people in my organization below me kind of pushed me and said, you know, you, we want you to be there um, in that position. So I had to actually go back to school and finish my degree. I got that done and then tested again for deputy chief. And um, that was about three and a half years ago. So my current duties as a deputy chief, I, I oversee operations in my agency. We're about a hundred sworn. I oversee the operation division. So that's basically everybody in uniform. And we have police officers, we have community service officers, and we also have a park rangers unit. And so I basically uh, just oversee all those operational needs that are, uh, whether it's training, whether it's managing critical incidents. Uh, you know, I have my lieutenants would be the incident commanders, but I'm there helping them through that. Uh, there are some budgetary uh, items, obviously keeping the men and women out in the field, uh, the equipment and everything they need. So uh, following through with that, you know, and then just a whole stack of uh, personnel related issues that you find once you get into management and upper management.
As far as any events or anything that have spotlighted my career, I will say that I've had a, a, a wonderful career. Um, one of the things I'm very proud of is that my department did not have a tactical team back when I started and not for about the first uh, 10 years of my career. And it's not so much that I wanted a tactical team just to do that type of work. It's just the fact that my city had that type of work um, and we were having a series of gang homicides and, and I kind of felt like how we were approaching that was not well. And so I worked really hard with one other, a good friend of mine, and, and we actually eventually uh, formed a team and got it from the ground all the way running until it's uh, been very successful. And that was about in 2005. And, and through that, I met numerous people across the state and across the country that really helped me become better at uh, not just tactics, but situational awareness. And I really then was able to turn that around and infuse a lot of that training into my organization. If anything, I'm really proud of, of that accomplishment. I mean, there's been many other things that have occurred in my career, but that's probably one of the highlights and it's really kind of uh, brought a lot of reward for my career. So if you're thinking of going into law enforcement, there's a couple pieces of advice I'd give you. One of those is if you look at just, uh, we'll just take good old 2020 right now with the COVID pandemic, with protests that are currently occurring, with some of the angst of different shelter in place orders and, and the law enforcement being thrust onto combating some of those problems. We actually had a shooting today. And so all of those bring unique challenges and unique opportunities as well. So one piece of advice is, has, is you have to be flexible and you have to find joy in what you're doing and you have to have a very strong sense of, uh, sense of humor. And as you go into your career, you know, maintain a healthy support network, uh, maintain your friends that are outside of law enforcement to kind of give you that perspective so uh, you maintain a good work-life balance. Uh, and again, that sense of humor is critical because you face a lot of challenges. And again, there's a lot of reward that comes with that, but it's a lot of challenges and you have to learn to be able to find that sense of humor sometimes and find ways to put the wind back in your own sails, so to speak. Passing the police exam is a vital step towards becoming a law enforcement officer. GoLawEnforcement.com can help you pass the police exam and get a score that will get you hired. Check out GoLawEnforcement.com. Thanks for listening.